The Rogue Ghost, Episode 2. With every step, the threat of capture loomed closer, our breaths quickening as the cold night air bit at our skin. The vibrant lights of the celebration illuminated our path in fleeting colorful bursts, throwing long ominous shadows that seemed to dance with our own. In a split-second decision, we darted into an alley, a narrow escape route shrouded in darkness. Behind us, the relentless footsteps of our pursuers echoed ominously. Greetings, my dear friends, and welcome back to the ever-unfolding enigma that is my life. As the rogue ghost, I find myself once again chronicling recent events, a narrative thread that has thrust me into the heart of a quest both mysterious and perilous. But before we dive headfirst into the mysteries that await, allow me to extend my gratitude to those who have joined our journey recently. Your presence is both an honor and a testament to the enduring allure of the arcane and the inexplicable. As we take stock of these recent events, I must admit that my thoughts are consumed by the looming quest to find the twelve puzzle boxes hidden across the globe. These elusive artifacts, scattered like stardust across the canvas of our world, are the keys to Santa's last Christmas door, a door with the power to bridge the realms between reality and the mystical unknown. However, I soon came to a profound realization that this quest was not one I could undertake in solitude. The Cerberus Syndicate, with its malevolent reach, is a formidable adversary, and my journey is fraught with danger at every turn. It was during this realization that I recalled an online acquaintance from my old podcast, one whose life had been similarly upended by the relentless pursuit of the syndicate. This individual was not only well-versed in unraveling enigmatic riddles but also held invaluable knowledge about the syndicate's operations. Allow me to introduce you to Ruby Neve Weaver, a Boston native from the United States, known in the digital realm as Runeweaver, a cyber hacker gifted not only with a razor-sharp intellect but also a quick wit and a sassy attitude that could cut through steel. Her life took an unforeseen turn when, under her previous alias called Truth Weaver, she inadvertently stumbled upon the labyrinthine network of the Cerberus Syndicate while delving into a property fraud expose for her own podcast. Little did she know that her quest for truth would lead her down a perilous path, exposing her true identity and plunging her into a world of relentless danger and intrigue. As fate would have it, Rune Weaver discovered my old podcast during her desperate quest to uncover the truth about her pursuers. Our virtual paths converged, and I extended my proverbial hand to help her navigate the treacherous waters of the syndicate's machinations. Through countless online conversations and encrypted messages, we forged a virtual alliance two souls united by the common thread of persecution. But with her identity laid bare and her world shattered, her life in Boston became untenable. Her exposés had placed her squarely on the hit list of every crook and lowlife she had previously exposed, rendering her no longer safe in the place she had once called home. So, Ruby chose to reinvent herself, crafting a new low-key identity from the remnants of her former life, forever tainted by the malevolent actions of the Cerberus Syndicate. 
From the smoldering ashes of adversity, she emerged as Runeweaver, a phoenix born anew, ready to confront the shadows of her past and unearth the secrets that had led her into this treacherous journey. As I contemplated our unlikely alliance, I knew that reaching out to Runeweaver was not merely a choice, it was a necessity. Her intimate knowledge of the Syndicate's inner workings, honed through countless digital battles, and her unwavering resolve to confront these malevolent forces made her the ideal companion for the perilous journey that lay ahead. With the new year fast approaching, I extended an invitation to Runeweaver for a meeting in the heart of London on New Year's Eve. Our union would not only bring together our collective expertise, but also set in motion a partnership that had the potential to unravel the mystery of Santa's hidden puzzle boxes. London welcomed me with its characteristic blend of grandeur and history as I checked into a hotel on New Year's Eve. The clock's hands were relentlessly inching towards midnight, and finding a room was no small feat, especially on such a night. Serendipity must have been on my side, as I secured a reservation, albeit in a more luxurious setting than I typically favored. But with the city bustling and brimming with anticipation for the grand celebration, I was relieved to have found a temporary sanctuary. As the midnight hour chimed, and the London sky ignited in a breathtaking spectacle of bursting fireworks, I stood amid the mesmerizing lights, eagerly anticipating the arrival of the enigmatic Runeweaver. In the realm of cyber intrigue and covert operations, one might envision figures clad in the aesthetic of a cyberpunk dystopia, individuals swathed in leather, their faces concealed in an air of inscrutable mystique. However, Runeweaver defied such stereotypes from the moment she stepped into the midst of New Year's celebrations. With chestnut locks framing her face, Runeweaver was an unassuming figure in her late twenties, a chameleon who effortlessly faded into the bustling tapestry of everyday life. Her attire, chosen with meticulous care, deviated markedly from the stereotypical hacker's clothing. Instead, she opted for casual garments, each carefully selected to ensure she remained inconspicuous amid the masses. Runeweaver later revealed that this sartorial choice was a deliberate strategy, allowing her to move unnoticed through the labyrinth of city streets. Our initial encounter beneath the resplendent canopy of fireworks marked a propitious beginning for our improbable partnership. The night sky, aglow with brilliant bursts of color, seemed to foreshadow the vibrant journey that lay ahead, a path fraught with concealed truths and the perilous unveiling of hidden secrets. In that very moment, Beneath the celestial exhibition of lights, we solidified our alliance, our fates forever intertwined in the crucible of enigma and danger. Little did we suspect that amid the dazzling brilliance of the sky, a deadly threat from Runeweaver's past lurked, poised to strike. As Runeweaver and I solidified our alliance amidst the captivating display of New Year's Eve fireworks along the banks of the River Thames, we had no inkling that our momentary respite would be abruptly shattered, and the ominous specters of Runeweaver's past would re-emerge to haunt her. The streets of London swelled with joyous crowds, the atmosphere filled with the intoxicating blend of laughter and eager anticipation. However, even in the midst of such jubilation, Runeweaver, ever the vigilant soul, detected a familiar face weaving through the throngs of celebrants. 
Her sharp eyes swiftly identified a man from her history, a man who had once been the ruthless enforcer for the Romano crime family back in her hometown of Boston. This individual bore the moniker Carlo Marino but was more feared as Carlo the Blade within criminal circles. In her previous life as Truth Weaver, Rune Weaver had courageously exposed the Romano family's intricate web of fraudulent activities, an expose that ultimately led to the imprisonment of their youngest son, Lucas. Yet, the pursuit of truth had extracted a steep toll. The relentless Cerberus Syndicate, hell-bent on silencing her and erasing her from the world, had unveiled her true identity to the masses. Tony Romano, the patriarch of the crime family, had sworn a vengeful oath against her, compelling her to abandon her home in exile. As the chill of the night air gnawed at our senses, and the distant echoes of revelry created an eerie backdrop to our predicament, we realized that our presence had not gone unnoticed. Even though Runeweaver had skillfully constructed a new persona and changed her hair, the ever-vigilant Carlo the Blade had detected her presence. In league with his formidable companions, they began to close in on us, casting an inescapable shadow over our fleeting sanctuary. With a sense of urgency, we turned and sprinted, weaving our way through the exuberant crowd in a desperate bid to evade our relentless pursuers. The jubilant revelers, oblivious to the peril that encircled us, served as an unwitting shield against the encroaching darkness. We weaved and dodged, navigating the throng in a fervent bid to outpace our relentless pursuers. With hearts pounding and adrenaline surging, Rune Weaver and I made a split-second decision as we approached a narrow alleyway, an alleyway that seemed to beckon us, its darkness concealing secrets and possibilities. Without hesitation, we plunged into its depths, seeking refuge amidst the labyrinthine maze of brick and shadows. Behind us, our pursuers gave chase, their footfalls echoing ominously in the confined space. It was a race against time, a deadly pursuit through the twisted arteries of the city. I was prepared to wield my magic, to secure our escape, but as we emerged from the alley's clutches, Runeweaver's sharp eyes locked onto a gleaming beacon of hope, an approaching taxi. With a wordless exchange of glances, we knew what had to be done. Runeweaver hailed the taxi, and in an instant, we were inside, the door slamming shut just as our relentless pursuers reached the street. The driver, blissfully unaware of the peril that had shadowed our steps, accelerated into the depths of the London night. We had narrowly evaded capture once more, but our enigma-filled journey had only grown more complex. Not only did we contend with the magical pursuit of the Spectrus Order and the sinister machinations of the Cerberus Syndicate, but now, the looming specter of the Romano family cast a shadow over our every move. As the taxi sped through the labyrinthine streets of London, the clock ticked on, and the enigma that surrounded us deepened, like a tangled web of secrets and mysteries that we were destined to unravel. We retreated to the comforting confines of my hotel, seeking refuge in a secluded booth within the bar. The roaring fire nearby not only offered warmth but also served as a backdrop to our hushed conversation. Celebrating patrons around us unwittingly provided the perfect cover for our covert discussion. Runeweaver's apprehension lingered, her sanctuary in the United Kingdom having been abruptly shattered by the Romano family's menacing presence.
To ease our nerves, I ordered a pair of double whiskeys, the amber liquid providing a soothing respite from the chill in the air. With glasses clutched in our hands, I began to weave a tale for Runweaver, a narrative that unfurled the story of my serendipitous encounter with Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. This meeting breathed new life into my sense of purpose as he charged me with a formidable quest, the pursuit of his elusive last Christmas door. Runeweaver listened with rapt attention, her eyes alight with fascination, as she became enraptured by the intricate web of the quest that beckoned us forward. Her unwavering support and steadfast commitment to the journey that awaited us were evident, a bond that only deepened as we ventured forth into the unknown. Although Runeweaver was not an enchanter herself, her understanding of our world and the intricate web of magic that bound it was remarkable. Yet, there were deeper secrets of the enchanter realm she had not yet uncovered. And so, as we savored our drinks, I decided to regale her with tales that delved into the inner sanctum of enchanter magic. Runeweaver had always been captivated by enchanter history, and our fireside discussion delved into the intriguing past of our magical abilities. I quietly shared the curious history of our kind's powers with her, offering her insights into the modern history of enchanter magic and the formidable challenges that came with it. I began my story during World War II, a period fraught with global turmoil and anxiety, where a pervasive paranoia took root. Rumors of an alleged Nazi plot entwined with magic had spread like wildfire, stoking fear among those in positions of authority. In response to this perceived threat, often characterized as a panicked reaction, a covenant was cast, a magical restraint placed upon enchanters and the utilization of their mystical abilities. This covenant imposed a web of stringent restrictions upon our magical capabilities, cruelly curtailing the once boundless extent of our powers. Where once enchanters had been able to wield magic as a force of nature, they were now shackled by a labyrinthine set of rules. Magic, once a boundless wellspring of potential, had been confined to the narrowest of channels, tightly regulated and finite. Within this new order, the concept of magic time emerged as a strange and mystifying form of currency. Enchanters could access the reservoir of magic locked within the covenant, but it came at a profound cost. Intriguingly, this covenant also introduced a puzzling concept, anniversary magic time. Enchanters found themselves able to harness their powers only on the anniversary of the day when their magical abilities had initially sparked to life. It was a peculiar addition to the already complex magical landscape, and yet, it became an indelible aspect of our lives following the covenant's imposition. As the weight of our impending quest bore down upon us, and the pressing need to uncover the elusive puzzle boxes and evade our relentless pursuers loomed large, Runeweaver couldn't help but voice her concerns. Her worry was palpable, her apprehension about our abilities to navigate this treacherous path evident. In response, I sought to ease her mind by revealing a well-guarded secret. I recounted the days before I went on the run from the Spectrus Order, and I managed to secure a cache of precious magic time from their sacred vault. It had proven to be an invaluable resource, providing me with the means to outmaneuver my relentless pursuers. This stolen magic time, discreetly hoarded and cautiously expended, had become my lifeline, a wellspring of power that had allowed me to stay one step ahead of those who sought my downfall. In addition to the stolen magic time, I told Runeweaver I had acquired a rare and powerful magical potion, 
meticulously crafted from a flower known as the Medi's Floor, and this elixir possessed the extraordinary ability to temporarily disable the tracking tattoo that was on my neck. But even with this magical treasure in my arsenal, I was keenly aware of the transitory nature of the potion's effects. It was a temporary reprieve, offering brief moments of respite from the unyielding pursuit of my adversaries. A more permanent solution remained an elusive goal, a pressing need that weighed heavily on my mind. And so, I shared with Runeweaver the story of how I had found refuge with an aboriginal tribe, and how they had bestowed upon me a solution to conceal the Spectrus Order's tracking tattoo etched into my flesh. This desperate measure had become my ultimate lifeline, a fragile defense against the relentless forces that sought to control and manipulate my every move. As the New Year's festivities gradually gave way to the tranquility of the night, Runeweaver and I retreated to the relative safety of my hotel room, where she was eager to delve into the mysteries concealed within the Christmas card that Santa had entrusted me with. The card itself was an enigma, its front adorned with a serene scene, a lantern-lit Christmas Eve, a quiet alleyway, and a couple under a starry sky. My initial hope was that the riddle contained within the card was merely a clever play on words, devoid of any magical enchantment. But my hopes were swiftly dashed as I witnessed the card's secret elude even Runeweaver's astute gaze. Undeterred by this magical obstruction, I transcribed the enigmatic riddle onto a napkin, determined to decipher its hidden message. With an unwavering resolve, Runeweaver set her sights on unraveling the puzzle before us. In the city that never sleeps, where skyscrapers reach for the sky, seek the first box where an urban sanctuary hides your prize. With meticulous care, she dissected every word of the riddle, savoring each syllable until the answer unveiled itself, an unmistakable reference to none other than Central Park in the heart of the sprawling metropolis of New York City. What followed, however, truly captivated me. The lantern depicted in the Christmas cards scene actually began to emit a soft, ethereal glow when Runeweaver whispered the answer. And beneath the riddle inside, the words New York City materialized as if by magic. Until next time, my kindred spirits, keep the flame of belief ever burning.